Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council is asking a federal court of appeals to declare a California recording law unconstitutional. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this case involves Sandra Merritt and others, including David Delayden, the Center for Medical Progress, Troy Newman, and Albin Romberg, each one separately represented by counsel. So Liberty Council in collaboration with the Thomas More Society, LaMandry and Jonah Law Firm, Dillon Law Group, American Center for Law and Justice, and Life Legal Defense Foundation. Collectively, we have filed a motion asking the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to declare that California's recording law is unconstitutional, as it already has done with a similar Oregon law, and thus reverse the district court's decision in the case of Sandra Merritt and the others that I've mentioned. However, Matt, you know, there's another case, Project Veritas versus Schmidt, where the Ninth Circuit recently ruled that Oregon's ban on surreptitious recordings of conversations is a content-based restriction that violates the First Amendment right to free speech and is therefore invalid. So this three-judge panel said that Oregon's ban is invalid. Therefore, you look at California's recording law, it's very, very similar. Yeah, so the Oregon law is a two-party consent law, meaning that if you're going to record somebody, you need the other party's consent. So not only the person recording, but the person being recorded needs to consent. Right. And they follow the law. Sandra Merritt, David Delayden followed the law for that. California has a similar two-party consent. It's one of the minority states in the country because only a handful have these two-party consent Mm -hmm. laws. Most states do not require the other party to consent to recording. You can just record somebody, and it's not against the state law. But California and Oregon have these two-party consent laws. So does Florida. Uh, So there's a few of them that have it. Oregon's two-party consent law was challenged in the Project Veritas case when James O'Keefe was at one time with Project Veritas. The case, of course, went up to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Because he does, they do that all the time, and, and now he still does it with his organization, Undercover Recording. Right. So the judges on this uh, Ninth Circuit decision, which the Ninth Circuit covers uh, California and Oregon and other places, but... Those two states are under the Ninth Circuit's jurisdiction. So the Ninth Circuit three-judge panel already ruled that Oregon's two-party consent law, or the law regarding surreptitious recordings of conversations, violates the First Amendment because it's a content-based restriction. So what we are doing is we are asking the Ninth Circuit court in our case to do the same thing for Sandra Merritt and the others, because California has a very similar law. A lot of the litigation below was based upon that law, although we believe that Sandra and David Delayden and others, they complied with the law because California, while it has a two-party consent, it also says that if your recording is in a way that 
there is not an expectation of privacy, then you can do that even though the other party doesn't consent. So none of the recordings were in a private home. None of those recordings were in an office. They were all in very high-traffic areas like restaurants or conferences that they were having with a lot of people around. So there was a lack of expectation of your conversation being private because right. people could hear you. People are coming back and forth. There's waiters and waitresses that would come to the tables and the person who was being recorded didn't pause when the waiter or waitress came or when somebody else came. They just continued to talk. So they didn't have an expectation of privacy. But be that as it may, the law is still there, the two-party consent. So what we have done is now that the U.S. Supreme Court declined, regrettably, to review this significant case involving Planned Parenthood against these individuals, where the court below uh, entertained a $16 million judgment, $2 million for Planned Parenthood, and an astonishing $14 million in attorney's mm -hmm. fees for Planned Parenthood against these individuals that they sued, saying that, well, they did these recordings, and they would not have actually spoken to these people if they really realized that they were being recorded by somebody who was not the person that they purported to be. So in other words, they're purporting to be with a organ procurement company. They're having conversations about buying organs. Uh, these Planned Parenthood executives and others are wanting to sell organs from aborted babies, so they're recording and they're freely talking about this. And that's what was released. Planned Parenthood filed this civil lawsuit, and that's where the $16 million collective verdict is. The Supreme Court, unfortunately, declined to review the case. I think that's a mistake, and mm -hmm. this issue will continue to come back up and I think maybe even go back to the U.S. Supreme Court. So the question is, What's the next step in this case? But do not, Matt. And I, that's this issue right here yeah, with and, regards and, to asking the court to strike down California's two-party consent and start the trial over again. Right. I think filing this motion is gives us a lot of hope that this case is not over since the, her trial was on these so-called illegal recordings, what the judge said. So if we can have this law overturned, then we can go back and ask for a new trial on the remaining claims, and who knows what God may do through this. Well, that's true, because, you know, when we were at the U.S. Supreme Court asking for them to review the case, what they were reviewing is a time in history before the Ninth Circuit made its ruling on the Oregon law. Right. So that wasn't an issue before the U.S. Supreme Court. So... The Ninth Circuit issues its ruling in our case. We then file for a petition to the U.S. Supreme Court. But after the Ninth Circuit makes its ruling in our case, then the Ninth Circuit makes a ruling after our case is done on the Oregon law striking it down. So consequently, there's a new development right. that was not part of our litigation and that was not before the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's why I think it's very significant. Like you said, it does mm -hmm. bring additional uh, hope uh, because if the law is unconstitutional in Oregon from the same Ninth Circuit, and it's a similar law to what's in California, then the law in California should also be unconstitutional for the same reasons. And consequently, any litigation in California on the Planned Parenthood case based upon that law 
needs to be set aside. That's very exciting, I think. And again, David and Sandra didn't break the law. They didn't do anything. They did everything according to the book. But if the Ninth Circuit throws this recording law out the window, we have a renewed hope to get this case overturned. Yeah, and like I said, this new development was not before the Ninth mm -hmm. Circuit at the time, its final decision on this case, not before the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, but it happened after our case in a separate state with a similar recording law and a panel of the Ninth Circuit. Now, it might be a different panel of the Ninth Circuit, but it doesn't matter. It's the Ninth Circuit. Mm -hmm. It's three judges. And uh, there's no dissenters in this case. It's a three-judge panel that ruled that this law is unconstitutional, violating the First Amendment. So if it violates the First Amendment in Oregon, it violates the First Amendment in California, and therefore any litigation based on it should be set aside, and the award of damages and anything with regards to this case should be set aside, and the case should begin again with a new trial. Absolutely. So great call for prayer right now that the um, I'm not sure when they're going to hear this or when they'll make a decision but we definitely need to pray that the Ninth Circuit will do the right thing and, and overturn this law. So yeah the individual plaintiffs in the case we represent Sandra Merritt and we've represented her from the very beginning. David Delayden is separately represented as well as some of the others that are there. Troy Newman, Albin Romberg, the Center for Medical Progress. Which is what David's organization. Which is David's yeah. organization that he started. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that really did the undercover videos would be uh, Sandra and David. Right. Uh, they are the ones who together or individually sat down over lunch with these people. And these people were just freely talking about their gruesome procedures where they would alter the abortion process. Some of them did in order to get intact baby body parts so that they could sell the baby body parts for a higher profit. It's unbelievable, unspeakable situations. They committed the crimes, but yet they've thrown the book at Sandra and David for revealing the crimes. So in addition to this case, please keep us in prayer because next month we go to trial in the criminal case involving Sandra Merritt and the state of California. For more information, lc.org forward slash Sandra. That's lc.org forward slash Sandra. Keep Sandra and our team in your prayer, not only on this case in the civil matter, but also in the criminal case that starts next month. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.